count those out so we can make sure we don't give away more than we have, have to send out to uh because yeah. we're never going to make them this size again i know yeah we're definitely going to make bigger stickers next yeah. time my brain was thinking a lot bigger i was yeah no i'm picturing like yeah yay yay big but maybe like three by three no these are two by two these are two by two yeah oh okay but I made some big ones that were six by six ones. That was a mistake. <laughs> Those are way too cost? fucking big. Um, I don't, well, I only ordered like ten of them. Oh, okay. So, but they're like, I was like, whoa, these are huge. <laughs> yeah, that's like bumper sticker size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're talking about having people go and um, put those over the Joe Biden. I did this stickers of the gas clumps. Love it, love it. <laughs> Very funny because yeah, those were funny for a little bit, but now they're it's kind it's kind of old. Yeah, I saw one pump with like six that were scratched off. I and then know. There was like a new one. <laughs> yeah, I sit there and like I, I set the the pump on auto because when you when you set it on auto, it goes at the the medium speed. And with gas being as expensive as it as it is right now, I found out that if you pump it slower medium, it actually you get more for your money ever so slightly. Because if it pumps fast, then you lose some of it in fumes because there's no compensation system on the pump itself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll sit there, and while it's pumping really slowly, I'll start just scratching all those fucking stickers off the pumps. Public service. Yeah, you're, like, mean, a, yeah. you're like a civil engineer. I know. You ever yep. thought about working on dams or something? <laughs> no, I, I, I really just use you be in Colorado. I could use Colorado. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where Lauren Bobert's from. Who? Lauren Bobert? I don't know who that is, but I don't give a fuck where they are. I just want to be back in the mountains. Mm. I'll fight a Lauren Bobert. What's a Lauren? <laughs> I'll beat the Lauren shit out Bobert's of a Lauren like Bobert. Lauren Bobert's like a QAnon. She's like the Marjorie Taylor Greene in Colorado. You don't know who Marjorie Taylor Greene is. Well, fuck her. I'll when go I said that I was not mailbox. paying attention to politics anymore, I fucking meant it. Both of them are QAnon people. I know oh you know boy. what QAnon oh, is. Oh, I'll fight. A, I'll fight them both. I don't care. <laughs> yes, I'll Qua- invite them here. Quainon, <laughs> the Quainons, the Quainons. Quainons. <laughs> Oh man! So everybody, hi and welcome to Two Towns Over. I am Don. I'm Ruben. I'm on the verge of an existential crisis. And as you can hear from those dulcet tones, we have a guest in the studio today. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm back. I'm late. Yes. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I had oh, to. I'm sorry. Mark. Don't worry. So yeah. is oh, hi, Johnny. What's up? Reflex. <laughs> Mark is so familiar with that line that he Want literally to had to put it in a song. <laughs> I did put it in a song. I did. I did take that intro and put it at the, be- at the beginning of a song. That's good. Cool. I mean, That's good. you're obligated to it's, at it's, that point. Like absolutely. you have a right. Yeah. It's been Can, said to you, you guys, so many times. Do you guys ever think about how weird it is that there was a time before the room? It's the same doesn't way. Doesn't that feel wrong? It's the same way there was a time before Harambe. Like n- none of that. Feels no, that real. doesn't feel as wrong. <laughs> as it, like the room is just. It is. You know. It's yeah. like a. It just should be. And sometimes I feel like time is fake. I know it's not, but like, I feel like it is because of shit like that, where it's like not like we talked about the Mandela effect. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, you ever think, man, I wish they made a this. And then you look it up and they made it fucking yesterday, literally. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, I really wish I, I, I like, need to see a meme of a very specific thing. And then you scroll down two posts and you I'll tell find you, I'll that I'll tell meme. you the similar thing I'm thinking of. So this is such a deep cut at this point. But in the first G.I. Joe movie, 
from the 2000s. You guys remember those ones? Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where the the white ninja one, the white suit ninja, is uh-huh. talking to his yeah. female apprentice or whatever. One yeah, of the store shadow. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. And he flicks uh, a, uh, what are those things? A shuriken. And it spins. And you all know the motion because I searched for that device yeah. for about five years. <laughs> and then a, and then literally, as soon as I forgot it, I got a fidget spinner as a goddamn gift. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have I have one that's like Genji from Overwatch. Yeah. And it spins like on your finger. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's like, like that. it was yeah. one of those. And I was like, I was looking for something like that. I was like, that would be so good to just fucking play with. I know and the then, exact scene you're talking about. Yep. Everyone who's neurodivergent does. <laughs> it was, uh, is it sad to know that as much as I love watching shitty movies, I've never watched The Room? I haven't either. Yeah. I haven't seen it in full. I've seen enough of it to to like get it, but I, f- I feel like it would have been a detrimental experience <laughs> on my young mind. I kind of, I, have, I avoided it for so long. And I saw bits and pieces, and like, there's all the references. And finally, one day, I sat down and went, "All right, I'll just watch it." Like, I, I'm, I'll, I'll watch it. Come, I watched I, about ten. Minutes and it's terrible. It's it's, it's absolutely awful. It. Right. But it's 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 exactly like in the um, if you saw the Disaster Artist, which is the movie about, that James Franco it, and right. Seth Rogen made yeah. about the room. It's literally what happens in the end is they they everyone's like they're loving it and they're laughing at it, and he gets on stage. He's like, "Yes, it was supposed to be my comedy movie when it was actually supposed to be a drama." But he realizes, "Oh, I'm a, I'm actually a clown." So uh. if you watch the room as, as if it's a comedy. Then it's fantastic, but if you watch it, you're just trying to watch it and be serious. You're just going to be like, "This is a terrible movie." No, no, no. If you watch it as a comedy, it's bad, but like a fun bad, a cringy, exactly, a cringy yeah. bad. It's if you the, try you, you to see it as with a, friends, like if you watch it, how you know he meant it. It's the worst. Yeah. yeah, it is. See, I would probably want to watch it that way. No, watch it alone. You should do with that, all the yes. lights off. Uh huh. Oh God, maybe no. some candles and a shit ton of weed. Just get blasted <laughs> out of your fucking skull and watch Tommy Wiseau's The Room by yourself. That's your homework assignment for this week, everybody. You're tearing <laughs> me apart, Lisa. All right. This is really lighthearted compared to the subject matter that we're about to get into. I did not hit her. I did not. It's big, Holly- it's big Hollywood movie. <laughs> All right. So last week, uh, we discussed superstitions, which stemmed from the living's fear of the dead and the many stories inspired by their superstitions. Oh, we get to talk about impaling this week. Yes, yes we do. And I really wrestled I with I know myself. too much about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, me too. And I wrestled with how in-depth I wanted to get Fully. about I'm gonna. impaling. I'm gonna. And, oh, no, I already did. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're to work our way up to it, though. It's going so, to uh, be a slow burn. Nice. So this week, we're going to be talking about a much more real and much more terrifying true story. The man whose name inspired the modern world's most famous vampire. The man who may well be one of the gruesome, the most gruesome and sadistic rulers from all of human history. Mm. Oh, this week we dive into the story of Vlad Dracula. He was slightly worse than the men of his time and less bad than certain others. For for the technology available at his time, he was as bad as he could possibly be. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, the technology a, a stick? 
Yes. Yes, Don, <laughs> with the, a stick. It was the last yeah, have you not read this? No, you <laughs> haven't. Of course you sticks haven't. Sticks and then uh, smaller sticks with metal on the end of them. Uh-huh. Mm, okay. Blunted. Uh, so this Blunted week- sticks. Big ones. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're going to dive into the story of Vlad Dracula, better known by his well-earned nickname, Vlad the Impaler. I wonder why they called him that. <laughs> Which, I fucking, I texted Mark about this shit. I don't remember if I have anything in there about it, but... You know how you, you often hear Dracula referred to as Vlad Tepes? Yeah. Do you know what Tepes means? Tepes. The Impaler. Yeah. yeah. Vlad Tepes. You put that in here. It's yeah. literally like two sentences down. Well, fuck. <laughs> you wrote this? Yes. I wrote this. And you don't? <laughs> no. All right. No, I had been awake since midnight, and I wrote this at like five in the afternoon. Nice. Yeah. So we know how many of you are chomping at the bit right now to start talking about how exactly Vlad earned that nickname, but let's work our way up to it before we get to the fun stuff. A little foreplay will be worth it later. Gross. Especially <laughs> since I know what's about to happen. I actually, I wrote in, in bold red text after that in the script. Sorry, Don, you don't have to say that part if you don't want to. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With a smiley face. But uh, he did. So it's a yeah. choice that he made. Yes, yes exactly. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. After all, Vlad Dracula wasn't born being called the Impaler. Yeah, you know how usually we try to keep it pretty gay up front? This one's going to get... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of anal here and none of it's good. None of it's good. None of it. Um, we can't associate the community with this episode. We just can't. <laughs> so many people uh, mistakenly assumed that Vlad's given name was Vlad Tepes or Tepish. Is that how you said it? Tepish. 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 Uh, but here's a fun that fact for fun. the uninitiated. Tepish actually just means the Impaler. Uh-huh. Just, apparently, fucking everybody knew this shit except for me. I did. blew my don't, goddamn don't mind. Bad. Okay, his cool. Liter- his name was like literally Vlad, Dra- Vlad son, of the son of the Dragon, the Impaler. Yeah. Yes. Or no, How it would be fucking like sick is that? Vlad Tepish, Dracula, Dracu- whatever. It would be, yeah, basically. Vlad the Impaler, son of the Dragon. Yes, yes. that's what I'm trying to get at. So uh, here's the which yeah. again, fucking metal. That's so <laughs> cool. Um, in fact, Vlad was born Vlad the Third Dracula. That's just such a weird way to write it. Wouldn't it be Vlad Dracula the Third? No, I, no, because it's he was Vlad the Third, son of the dragon. Because Vlad the Second was Dracul, right? Which was just the dragon. Because Dracula he was, was in the was his. Like, was basically a nickname that became his name. Gotcha. Right. He earned that nickname as part of a Christian order of knights that gotcha. was called the Order of the Dragon. So, uh, Dracula here means son of Dracul from his father, Vlad II's moniker, uh, which he earned via his membership in an order of Christian knights called the Order of the Dragon. The original Romanian word for dragon being Dracul, or Dracul. Uh, Dracul. This fact would later boost his infamy, especially the more as the more modern translation for Dracul is plain and simply devil. That's less cool somehow. <laughs> uh, no, because in Aoi, he's the son of Satan. Yeah. Nah. It's played out, you know? It's, it's played out now. Yeah, but we but should bring back the son of the first, dragon. We should bring that back. That's true. That's cooler than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but that I was pictured... his name. That was his, that was his name in the 1400s. Like, yeah. he came up with that shit. Yeah, in the 1400s, that carried way, a lot more weight. Way ahead, too far, <laughs> a little bit. So, Vlad the Third, born in 1431, was the second legitimate son of Vlad the Second, and therefore second in line for his father's position as the Romanian voivod. 
Yeah, Voivode. I don't I don't know how to pronounce it either. I just three mm. to the wolves on yeah. this one. Voivode. I usually look up pronunciations and try to leave them for you in parentheses. Yeah. Couldn't find them. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Yep. Situated between Christian Europe and the Muslim lands of the Ottoman Empire, Transylvania and Wallachia were frequently the scene of bloody battles as Ottoman forces pushed westward into Europe and Christian crusaders repelled invaders or marched eastward toward the Holy Land. Now, during the life of Mary Joie, oh, excuse me, no. During the life of Vlad Dracul, there we go, the Ottoman Empire had Dracul. almost completely complete sway over the southern, southern Balkans. After conquering Constantinople, not Istanbul. Um, well, it was Istanbul, <laughs> then Constantinople. No. It was Constantinople, then Istanbul. Yes, yeah, Istanbul. Then it was Constantinople. Again. They right. just liked it, it better Istanbul that again. way. Yes. No, nobody. Nobody's knows. business but the Turks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Dracula's. Them. Yes. Uh, it was his fucking Istanbul business. And Constantinople. Also, I, say, I got the uh, Marijuana reference. I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that. Neither of these fuckers will get yeah. it. After conquering Constantinople in 1453, known affectionately as the Queen of Cities. And the jewel of Europe, the Ottomans poured into southeastern Europe. Yeah, we've got to get a little political here, like like 1400s politics. Oh, but, no. Yeah. It's <laughs> m- mostly just about the wars that they caused. Yeah. That's that's the only part that matters That here, is how history works. Is, well, war yes. was politics. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thou, it still is. Yeah, I was just about to say that, Mark. <laughs> Thou cannot trust my opponent. He is bewitched by demons. It's as we're putting chemicals in the water that turn the frickin' frogs gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't make Don do his Alex Jones impression. <laughs> it's too good. <laughs> this is what was today would be called conflict of interest as Wallachia accepted the control of the Ottoman Empire. They didn't have words for that back then. <laughs> <laughs> this meant Wallachia could remain sovereign, handling or yeah, handling internal matters as it pleased, so long as they paid tribute and followed Ottoman foreign policy since 1417. After refusing to support an Ottoman invasion of Transylvania, Vlad Dracul uh, was summoned by Sultan Murad II to explain himself and prove his loyalty. Now, the young Vlad uh, and his brother Radu accompanied him on his... That's less cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not nearly... Nobody else had as cool of a name as Vlad. Like, y'all, if you had a name that essentially meant... I'm the son of a dragon. <laughs> in, and, and your, your in brother's this name life, is Radu. Like, no, I'm saying right now, yeah. if your name was Josh Joshua Dracul, but that shit, you would have to be famous. Fuck, I'm changing it. To but tomorrow. wouldn't Radu also be Radu Dracul because he's also the son of probably Dracula yeah. being son of the dragon because Dracul is the dragon, right? But I think Dracula actually was named dracula i don't know like on like you know what i'm saying vlad i don't know how uh, do romanian like, names work in the 1400s uh, uh most of them worked where it would the same way as um scandinavian names worked where um it would be like if their father's name was ragnar then their name was ragnar son mm-hmm. okay they would a- add the but suffix I- that means son of but what i mean is as a noble, he has a name. He's is Vlad. So do, they don't have a family name. Not really. Okay. No. Even as a royal family. Uh, that that was or the a Vlad. Noble 
the, the they usually carried down the Vlad. That's what I was getting at. Is if Vlad was their family name, Dracula was his basically his first name. So was it was Radu just just Radu the prince? Somebody will correct us on the semantics of this. I'm but... real. Co- I I didn't know he had a brother, so I'm confused now. Yeah. Well, he's got he's got a few. The, he he had three brothers that were because wouldn't legitimate... Radu be Radu Vlada? Radu <laughs> is where the sparkling vampire myth came from. Is it? Obviously. No. <laughs> All right, so... You can't oh. catch me, Don. The young Vlad and his brother Radu accompanied him on this visit where they were all three imprisoned. One year later, the sultan released Dracul, but kept his sons as sort of hostages to ensure that the voivode... Voiv- I hate you. I, I, I could not find a pronunciation himself. for it. The two would remain hostage. They're, they're warlords, yeah. is what they are. The two would remain hostage for six years, and accounts for their time there have often conflicted. Uh, the two reportedly enjoyed relatively good treatment, all things considered. This was a very common practice employed by the Ottomans, with high-ranking children being taken as insurance. It kept vassals. And if you've ever read a fantasy novel that has a military leader in it. You're familiar with the concept of a medieval hostage. Yep. Oh, I keep forgetting. Uh, my big source for this, too, was largely a uh, ZME science article that was really, really good that had all of the all of the broad strokes uh, history of Vlad Dracula. Right. Right. Shit, I just um, wanted to Wikipedia. That's where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did read the Wikipedia page, too. I didn't too, do that, bud. But <laughs> 80% of our episodes are Wikipedia. I did find this uh, uh, report from a uh, college freshman posted on some bulletin site, so I took some things from that. I don't know if they're all true, but... Right. I am we don't mostly know if drawing all the stuff on we say are true. My, the o- my own freshman report on Dracula from Psych 1. <clears throat> Ruben's so, actually yeah. writing his thesis during yeah. this episode. Right. No, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying that much money to write a report. <laughs> Shit. Even if I wanted to, I couldn't right now. It kept vassals and subjects in line while giving the Ottomans the time and context to shape future rulers into allies of the empire. Now, the time... Basically, basically that's how everybody did it. Yeah. That's they, why all of Europe is so similar. Kidnap a young royal with big connection to status and in holding them, quote unquote, hostage, where for the most part they're treated well. They're like your ward. Exactly. You kind of indoctrinate them into your society. It's almost like public school, of the really. Future. I, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Nothing actually changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... um the time spent here would mark Vlad and Radu both would mark Vlad and Radu both, but in a very different way. Some conflicting reports say that Vlad and Radu may have been tortured during their time with the Ottomans, and this could have been the first time that Vlad may have witnessed impalement of their enemies. Not very likely though, because they didn't really want to torture these kids when they had them as hostages, because What's the end goal of having these nobles' kids in your you control? Want, you want somebody loyal to you to grow you up and make, take control of a, of a of a contested territory. Exactly. Their their father is the warlord. Watch Game of Thrones. Yes. Their father is the warlord of the territory. What they want is to convert 
his kids who are going to take his position they basically one day want into this Romanian allies. territory to become Ottoman in all but name. Yes. The way you do that is you indoctrinate children. Also, don't watch Game of Thrones. The ba- the the last couple seasons are bad enough that you don't want to do that. No, mm-hmm. yeah, they pretty much ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Like I'm glad that I only ever saw piecemeal. The ploy didn't work out very well for all the uh, Ottomans, however. What? Vlad Dracul. <laughs> I'm assuming you mean Vlad Dracul, the father. Dra- Dracul is the father. Okay. Dracula gotcha. is the, um, the vampire. So he I, keep, would, I, I keep our boy. Right. Yeah, our boy. The boy. Yeah. <laughs> the vampire. The boy. Old, old Vlad. <laughs> I was like, I, I kept wanting to call. I kept. It's old hard because Drac- I keep thinking Dracula as fucking Bella Lugosi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Um, so Vlad Dracul would still side with Hungary and Poland against the Ottomans in the Crusade of Varna in 1444. Having been convinced that his sons would be or had already been butchered for the sake of Christian peace. They weren't, however, and the empire had released them after Vlad Dracul agreed to pay homage to, uh, Murad II. Vlad Dracul and his son Mercia were murdered after, okay, I just saw Hyundai. John, <laughs> yes, I'm also dyslexic, and I had to read that name a lot. Were murdered oh, I saw after that name too. John Hunyadi, yeah, I it was Hunyadi. Uh, a Sunday. Hungarian statesman of Romanian origin. Old John Hyundai yeah, invaded <laughs> Wallachia in 1447. Hyundai, I'm sorry, I, I did it. Just yeah. stick with it. Hyundai, <laughs> call him Hyundai. Hyundai. His name's Hyundai now. The Hyundai Japanese placed Vladis, Vladislav II on Wallachia's throne. This man's Sonata. <laughs> Alongside Radu, Vlad III fled to the Ottomans. Hyundai, Sonata, and Toyota. When the Hungarians tried to push south into the empire in 1448, Vlad was placed at the head of an Ottoman army and fought his way back to Wallachia. Vlad was forced to relinquish control of the Danube fortress city uh, of Gyur. I hate this. Dude, there's so many. Giyurgiyu to the Ottomans. Giyurgiyu. Giyurgi. Giyurgiyu. Giyurgiyu, yeah. Gugio. Google it. Google it, yes. I'm so glad last week we finally decided we're just going to say Wallachia. Yeah. Because I've had to say it how many times already? Oh, you're going to say it more. Vlad would only rule for two months, from August through to October... Forced to flee as Vladislav and his army returned, Vlad spent several years roaming through the Ottoman Empire and Moldavia. He later tried to settle in Brazov in central Romania, but Hyundai forbade the townspeople from giving him shelter. <laughs> it's easier than me just stopping. What is his name actually? Hyanada? Hunyadi. Hunyadi. Yeah. Uh, his whereabouts for the next few years are also unknown, but by July 4- 1456, he had obviously made peace with Hun- Hyundai, or Hyundai, <laughs> Uh, who tasked him with the defense of the Transylvanian border. Later that year, Vlad would invade Wallachia with the help from the Hungarians. One of the first documents he issued just during his second rule was aimed at the Burgers of Brazov. Vlad, that's a good restaurant name. The Burgers of Brazov. Burgers of, of Brazov. Brazov, yeah. yeah. Burger meaning? <laughs> Brazov Burgers. What yeah. here? I don't know. It's B-U-R-G-H-E-R-S. Let's ask the guy who wrote it. What does that mean? Which which word? Burgers. Burgers. They're um. They basically mayors. Yeah, yeah. They're they're political figures. So the burgers are Brazos. So Boring. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, they're they're way less interesting than an actual burger. Yeah. Canonically, in my head, it's like Mayor McCheese. They're all like Mayor McCheese. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. When are we gonna stab people? I want a burger. Vlad promised. I to always aid them. think of uh the the burger from um like the. 
the year without a Santa Claus, I think. One one of those old like claymation stop motion uh, Christmas mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. There was one of them where there was a burger that like hated toys, but then uh, the the guy who would become Santa Claus like gave him a toy train because it turned out that he really wanted a toy train. Are you talking about Burger Meister Christmas. Meister Burger? Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's that's what a burger He's is. He's Mister White Christmas. That yeah. one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Is that from the same one? Yeah. yeah. There's like one that's yeah, fire and right. one that's yeah, ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. then, then that's the whole song is the crux of that film conflict. Kat actually just showed me a, a reel that she saw I'm earlier. I'm Mr. Heat My Yeah, but it was one. like, I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm high on crack. Nice. <laughs> okay. Imagine imagine the Hamburglar ju- like falling out of, a, of an exploded, let's say, vault. Looking up at Grimace and just going, shit, Grimace, we got to cheese it. Burgers are unbelievable. Is <laughs> that a reference to the the Impossible Burger? The Impossible Whopper? Oh, I wish. That's what it made me think of. You have one of those? I haven't. Yeah, neither have I. I don't because it's a satanic ploy to change our human forms <laughs> by destroying our DNA and turning us into synthetic creatures. Uh-huh. So, that and it tastes like shit. Okay, so um, <laughs> this is the, no. This is the kind of thing that Don gets when he goes on TikTok because yeah. he does research for the podcast. This is what his algorithm looks like. I actually now. saw a preacher on TikTok the other night screaming that you cannot be bi- a biblical Christian if you have a beard. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, uh, so Jesus, stop. <laughs> preacher on TikTok. Well, no, it was somebody complaining about the pre. I follow a lot of deconstructing, deconstructing Christians and atheists on TikTok. I think that the priests and preachers should get on TikTok. Don't do there that are some that do. That seems like it could be a. Mm, that would be an interesting. That's time. like an even worse. <laughs> We've lived version. through enough of those, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> seems like an even worse version of like a pushy youth pastor. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey dog. Welcome to my TikTok. Let me tell you about Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus had a TikTok too. It was called the Gospel. <laughs> it was called the Beatitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Less yeah. than a minute. Yeah, you're good. The um, <clears throat> the Book of Revelations. The Book of Real Revelations. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so let's awesome. get let's yeah. get Old Testament on them. <laughs> Vlad promised to aid them if the Ottomans attacked and asked if they would do the same should Wallachia be beset by the Turks, which is nobody's business. That's nobody's business, (laughs) Don. When a man or a prince is strong and powerful, he can make peace as he wants to, Vlad wrote in his letter. But when he is weak, a stronger one will come and do what he wants to him. These words are an inkling of the void... God damn it. The void... Just call him a warlord and be done. The warlord's worldview by this point. And carry quite a bit of foreshadowing. We've acknowledged that it's a V word, and from here on out, we're substituting a W word. Yeah. This period marks the crimson crimson turn of Vlad's history. Also marking the first steps that he uh, took toward gaining the notoriety that we know him for today. Now, hundreds of thousands... The Tepesh part. Yes, the Tepesh. Yes. Yes. I think the the original, what they had written in the, the ZME Science article was, this was the, the first step that he took towards the stake. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Very um, evocative writing. Hundreds of thousands were executed as part of a purge he ordered at the beginning of his reign as vengeance 
on the boyars who had betrayed his father to Vladislav II, as well as on those who he suspected were plotting against him. A clever politician, Vlad used... So he's just medieval Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But he didn't have access to um, Chemical weapons. Yeah, Yeah. I got it. I got it. Uh, Yeah, he used those for his pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) So he he does build forests, though, later. Vlad used the wealth, titles, and property of... That was... Ominous. Yeah, of these. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the the real thing is way more ominous. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So Vlad used the wealth, titles, and property of these and other noblemen to completely reshape the flow of power in Wallachia. As I say, this is the one that I know probably the most about so far. (laughs) Let's, Let's take a real quick thing. How many trees do you have to have for something to be a forest? Like, how many trees need to be in an area for it to be a forest? How's a 100,000 sound? I have a small forest in my backyard. It's three saplings. <laughs> <laughs> just three stakes. Just cut the ends off of shovels and just... Yeah. I have a small forest in my backyard. <clears throat> oh, it ain't even about number. According to about some area. agency... Some agency... Oh, fuck. I don't know what agency it is. Reconnect with Ninja. Can I play with this? Yes, that is exactly what... We have so many toys. So it's... uh, A forest must be at least 1.24 acres. uh, The trees must be at least 16 feet tall, and the tree canopy must cover at least 10% of the land. Oh, for sure he's going to knock that out. 100,000. Yeah, he's out out of the park. So after John Hyundai's death, uh, Vlad saw saw his little support in Hungary dissipate almost entirely essentially overnight what so john no way <laughs> so john was a legend yeah, he, he killed the man who was like you know you know how in fantasy there's always like the hero that's lauded yeah that was john hunyadi john john hyundai <laughs> that that was hyundai mr sonata was like the revered hero of the area and when vlad took his vengeance on him vlad became like the demon lord yeah. to these people absolutely so, John was a legend at arms throughout Europe, and his eldest son, Ladislaus Hyundai, rose to become Hungary's captain <laughs> yes. general to quickly or quickly after his demise. Of course, you realize the way that you wrote John was a legend. Now, canonically in my head, it's John Legend. <laughs> uh, Mr. Legend himself? Yes. Ladislav was kind of a douche, though. Uh, he soon declared... I, that line, too... That is directly quoted from the ZME Science article. That was not me. I know that I have a reputation for being opinionated in the scripts that I've written. No, ZME Science held that opinion on their own before I touched it. Uh, he soon declared that Vlad had no loyalty to the king of Hungary and ordered the That's people... That's true. Yeah. That's just true. What? That he has zero loyalty to the king of Hungary. Yes. Right. Uh, That's just true. He ordered the people of Brazov to support... Dan the second and opposed Vlad. Okay. Fuck off with these names. <laughs> Romania. What? I'm Dan. East Europe. Get over yourself. Absolutely fuck off. Uh, so the- oh, we also, we keep talking about the names. We get into it later. There is another Vlad. That's part of, uh, that's part of the Vlad family. Like right. di- directly. He's an, he's an illegitimate brother of Vlad the Impaler and his name, Vlad the Monk. Nice. Sounds like yeah. a dick. He's not super important. So the, I don't think there's, some, there's some maybe prayers. one sentence about him. Yeah. 
The burgers would side with Vlad the monk, an illegitimate son of Dracula. Literally the next sentence. Fuck. <laughs> Ladislaus would go on to have a splendid, however short-lived career of messing stuff up. Nice. He managed to annoy the king of Hungary so much that he was executed just one year after his father's demise. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's an- how unimportant he was. He just annoyed him? Yes. <laughs> He's just like sending too many letters like... What? I'm imagining that TikTok that's like, Vaughn. Dear Vaughn. King, I wrote you, but you still ain't wrote back. <laughs> dear dear King, like I wrote you, but you still guy. didn't send your giggly man. Uh, this threw the entire country into a civil war. Vlad exploited that civil war to raid villages as retribution for the burghers' treason. What? Now, this is when Europe first started to keep an eye on the warlord. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, before yeah, that, they didn't care. Well, because up to that point, they're What's like a little genocide. I mean, come right. on. He All wasn't he does doing that bad yet. Yeah, it's he a killed little... a bunch of important people. I feel like other important people might want to know about that guy. Uh, yeah, but they all did that to each other all yeah. the time. Standard practice. Yeah, but like you would. Okay, people but... would die, and they would. They, people would die in blood orgies. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Who here hasn't rammed a spike through someone's head? I mean, seriously, that was what Friday night last one, Friday. One day. Yeah. So you weren't um, supposed to tell them about our revelries. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a dead squirrel on my front porch that keeps moving. What the That's fuck? That's not dead then. No, no, no. It's dead. But yesterday it was in our planter and Cindy and I are both like, oh, God, I don't want to deal with it. And uh, it was already being eaten by ants. Mm-hmm. And then later on that day we went out and I was like, oh, wow, it's gone. And it wasn't gone. It had just moved to the other side of our porch. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a prank. Problem. So there or is a dog. there is a pet cemetery yes. somewhere near your house. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've been dead for years. So uh, <laughs> where were we? Whose okay. pet are you? <laughs> Wouldn't you like to Cindy's. know? Yeah, stories that <laughs> stories that Vlad carried Saxon men yeah. as well as women and children off to Wallachia to have them impaled were told throughout Germany and would later gain widespread appeal in Europe. Oh, what you thought this man didn't impale women and children? <laughs> No. You're wrong. Oh, it gets... Uh, you know the, what I like to say a lot? It gets I do, worse. It gets worse. I do. I do, Josh. I do. Um, I almost called you John just there. <laughs> John Hyundai. John Hyundai. John, 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 John Legend Hyundai. John, 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 would you pass the whiskey? I would. So whiskey. it would gain widespread appeal in Europe with the advent of the printing support. press. Whether or not these accounts are entirely true is not entirely certain. So people were happy or they were... It was appealing to them to read about the impalements. They yeah, what to else is see happening? The shit for fun. That's true. What Public else is happening, Don? It's fourteen forty something. <laughs> Tensions between Vlad and the Transylvanian Saxons eased following these raids. Over time, however, they would be renewed as the Saxons declined to send craftsmen when Vlad requested aid. As the warlord responded by forbidding them from entering Wallachia to sell their goods. When the Saxons confiscated a Wallachian's merchant steel without payment, Vlad replied. A letter sent by one of Dan II's sons to local councilmen detailed his vengeance. Uh, the document tells of how Vlad ransacked and impaled merchants, while an account of Dan III's holds that Saxon merchants and their children were impaled or burned alive back in Wallachia. How many Dan's are there in this story? I, this is mostly Dan II. <laughs> 
Okay. I think D- Dan the Third might make an appearance, but so the letter read: He captured all the merchants of Brazov and Terra Barsai, who had gone in peace to Wallachia and took all their wealth. I love that we have all those like barely pronounceable in modern tongue names, and then also and then there's, there's this motherfucker Dan. Dan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he was. I'm not- literally imagining a bunch of like ancient Romanian people. Who are like medievally dirty, but like in armor, like in like yeah. you know, like in a like in like in a nineties, yeah, like in a holy grail. Um, and then there's this guy named Dan, and I'm just picturing like like a just a white dude, just like a just like a fucking guy. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm Dan. I'm how Dan. are you? Whew, hot one out there, isn't it? This week, you guys. <laughs> I brought. You I brought triscuits. Like, like <laughs> it's like Dan, you're my liege. How are you doing on this fine day? Well, you know, living the dream, like <laughs> <laughs> on the right side of the dirt. Um, that type of shit. Just yeah. trying to finish up the divorce. <laughs> hey, by the way, don't forget, you guys. My daughter is selling Girl Scout cookies, so <laughs> come to me if you want those thin mints. Does she have Samoas? I've never been a fan of Samoas. Oh I don't really God. like thin get the mints either. Fuck out. S- sorry. It's his house. It is his house. I don't give a shit. It's, <laughs> no. Clearly. It's I don't I don't like thin mints. I don't like Samoas. I have a confession to make. It is all about the tagalongs. I've literally never liked any Girl Scout cookie. Fight no, me. Samoans are the best. I like cookies. peanut butter cookies. I've never liked a Girl Scout. Good. <laughs> Much less her cookie. Uh, maybe he should be with us in two weeks <coughs> cut that, cut that, cut that, we cut might that, not invite that. mark back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah i could just see we bring mark back we do albert fish and he's like i don't see the problem that was bad <laughs> yeah i come back i'll have an ankle bracelet on <laughs> he's like, like hey guys do you know, can, you'll never guess who i met who chris hansen yeah we're like a <laughs> Yeah, I should backtrack a little bit. We're across the street from a school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. Shit. <laughs> yeah, cut that, cut that, cut that. Oh, fuck no. Cut that. <laughs> Mark, Mark shows up to record again. He's like, all right, we have about an hour and a half before the police track this bracelet. Let's, let's go, go, go. I'm like, all right, everyone. Hey, it's good. It's good to see you again. This is my this is my P.O., Dan. Dan the fourth. Okay, so... Uh, Surely they're up to, like, Dan the 23rd by now. Oh, nah, they skipped a couple generations, like British Dan. royalty. It's been over 600 True. years. Uh, he was not satisfied only with their wealth of these people, but he imprisoned them and impaled them, 41 in all. Nor were these people that's enough. 41. Yeah, that's just the start. That's just a warm-up. Yes. Yeah. It, let, how long do you think it takes for each impalement? Depends, well, it depends on, on how many guys you got. I, and there is no lube. You don't know. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there's, we do. There's blood. Yeah, there's blood. There's the, the blood old, is the lube. There's the old Australian lube. Of also, <laughs> like, there's poop. Yeah. I was going to say, like, oh, you know, yeah. your guts, the slimy matter in there. Great green yep. gobs of greasy, grimy gopher guts. It's really, the only thing that gets it any deeper is the body weight. Yeah. That's what she said. There's bile yeah. and chyme. <laughs> Yeah. So every word is worse. Yes. Yeah. Nor were these people <laughs> enough. He became even more evil and gathered three hundred boys from Brazov and Terra Brasai that he found in Wallachia. One of these he impaled some Just found them. Or of these he impaled some and burned others. <laughs> My boys. <laughs> <laughs> My boys, come with me. Into the forest. No, my boy. <laughs> my, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack. My boys, come with me. We shall make a forest. 
<laughs> I got to say, because, you know, there's no way to know for sure, but you know those first 41 people. The very first time he saw somebody get impaled, he was like, oh, oh, I see. Said, I, that shit's cool as fuck. I like do that. <laughs> this is going to be a very different version of Into the Woods. <laughs> yeah. So after Dan yeah, the Third. Into the Woods, man. It's got way less key changes. <laughs> There's just ah! you need like a sequoia to uh, <laughs> to do that to a giant. <laughs> <laughs> so after Dan the Third, we're a very determined spelunker. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so after Dan the Third attacked Wallachia <laughs> around April of 1460, he was subsequently defeated and executed. Vlad invaded. <laughs> what? <started> no way. <laughs> Dan the Third was defeated. <laughs> it's, it's ah. Vlad Dracula, I understand, Dan. is your name. Well, my name is Dan. <laughs> my name is Dan Wilson. Fuck, that's terrifying. He's got an attorney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you, you know, know that guy's. You know he's and packing. And you know he calls his attorney Jewish, even though he's not. <laughs> like I've got a Jewish attorney, sir. No, you it's don't. Like my my name, name is O'Hara. My last name is Stevens. <laughs> I'm Episcopalian, actually. So Vlad in, invaded southern Transylvania. Um, the city of Brazov paid dearly for his wrath. Accounts say that after destroying all of the suburbs around the city, there were suburbs in the 1400s? Yeah, suburban populations. Yeah, yeah okay. Ooh. I'm thinking like uh, suburbs. You're thinking like American suburbs. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's, not, it's not wildlife. Yeah, who, was the first, who was the first 41? Was that, was that Dan or did Vlad do that? Uh, Vlad. Vlad. Who's yeah. Vlad? Vlad's yeah. only been doing the impaling so far, right? Right. Dan's, Dan's not doing any of that it's, yet. Well, they well had, Dan lost. They had been doing well, Maybe if he had fucking maybe stabbed he, more people with trees. Say, maybe yeah. if he impaled more people, he would have won. But. So Vlad ordered all adult captives. He, couldn't, he could not overcome that combo score. Yeah. Vlad didn't invent the impaling. People had been doing it for a long time. But Vlad like, was Curry super the three. He it. just was super into it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Vlad capitalized on the impalement. <laughs> So he ordered, Vlad ordered all adult captives to be impaled. By July of 1460, the region accepted the impaler's peace, and Vlad had a much tighter hold on Wallachia and his neighboring lands. What happened to the rest of the boys? It doesn't say. Oh. They Josh, what happened to the boys? rest of the boys? You said he, you said he <laughs> no, impaled he and burned some of them. He, he, said, he, he said he impaled some, some and burned, burned the others. others. Yeah, okay. Oh, just burned the rest. Like He's like, mm, this is taking too long. Yeah. I'm really- I really, really suspect that he was getting off on this. Like He literally was like, oh, shit. I got to kill a lot of people. I got to kill a lot of people. Again, I don't know if I have a line about this that's going to come up right after I, I let the words <laughs> oh, leave will. my mouth. Yeah. But... There is a legend that we mentioned last week that Vlad would, he liked to be personally present for a lot. Yes, he of enjoyed the that. They would, they would, they would even like set up his dinner table like outside. In yeah. and yes, yes, in the in the courtyard or in the fields where he would do in these the things. areas where yeah. he would have like you know they would 20, set up 30, his lunch or his dinner impaled. and like he would be there just like ah yes another one yes hi just, just also, as just a power because I know play. we're gonna get into it later for those of you who don't actually know how impaling worked back then oh you can live 
we're gonna for a oh, while. Yeah. I get graphic yeah. about it, Ruben. I yeah. was gonna. I was just warning them that that's what was coming up. There is a trigger warning in the script. Okay. Nice. So Vlad <laughs> um, openly. Oh, th- no, there's a whole thing about how so like like Mark was just saying about where he would set up his dinner table, right? Like out in the field and just eat amongst his impaled victims. There are legends that he would go up like with his bread and soak it in the blood. Right. from the impaled victim and eat it in front of them while they were, you know, just ever so slowly So do we do the trigger warning down. after you describe it? Or do we do it before? <laughs> yeah, that's why I tried to get out ahead of it. Or do we just rely on them when someone says the magic word trigger warning where they're supposed to take it as this yeah, yeah, no, gets no. bad? <laughs> by, by the way, it got bad like 45 seconds ago, yeah. just so y'all know. Um, it's gonna, if they're listening to this podcast, and it's, by now they should fucking know, to be fair. It's only going to get worse. This is the point where, like, I'm saying this, and I have not given you a trigger warning yeah. yet. There's still a trigger warning later. <laughs> so I'm playing with a pirate yeah, skeleton. So, <laughs> so Vlad openly hated the Ottomans for his years as a hostage, their treatment of his family, their exploitation and humiliation of his people. For taking Wallachia's freedom and mostly for their arrogance and their pagan faith. One folktale recounts the punishment he administered to Ottoman messengers that refused to take on off their turbans when speaking to the warlord. This here meaning uh fuck your king, he kept me prisoner. Yeah. Pretty much. A common etiquette while meeting the head of state in the Balkans at the time was removing your turban. While likely likely morphed as it passed down orally over time or by intent as German versions of this tale swap Ottoman messengers for Florentine envoys. The story goes to show that by this time with his back secured, uh, Vlad felt at ease defying the Ottomans more openly. The following is a passage from a book with a name that Josh won't make Don attempt to pronounce. Yeah. Before he starts reading that, I just want to say that, uh, uh, Theoretically, in a way, after Don mentioned the uh, removing of the turbans, he took off his headphones, so you, in turn, have removed your turban. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> See, I symbolically, I, I follow. He said, yes. now yeah. it gets real. He put him, he, like, he like threw him on the table, too. Because oh, it was shit. starting to hurt. It's, it's getting intense <laughs> like now. digging into my ear. Um, Dad's going to start hitting people. We need, to get, <laughs> we need to get better headphones. Why do you behave like this? You come before me to do me great shame, asked Vlad. And the Turkish messenger replied in one voice, or messengers replied in one voice, such is the way of our country's rulers. And Tepes Voda, Tepesh. Se- Tepesh Voda said unto them, then I want to strengthen your custom so you may keep it. And he ordered his servants to bring nails at once to fasten with them the hats on the messenger's heads. After this, he released the messengers and told them, go tell your master that he is accustomed to suffering. Such Whitewashing. Sh- yeah. Sorry. Go tell go tell your ah, fuck it. Yep. Go, go tell your master I'm I'm white to begin with. So uh-huh. me just reading it is whitewashing. <laughs> so was he. Go tell your master that he is accustomed to suffering <laughs> such shame from you, but we are not. Let him not send unto us or in other lands to other rulers messengers with his customs, for we do not want to receive them. That's cold. Yeah. Is what that is. Damn. So gangsters. Do you think fuck. do you think that's based that's where he um where he coined the phrase sit and spin. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify, because it's, it's a little muddied in there. I think he says to fasten their turbans to their head. He nailed those motherfuckers to their skulls. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that story for the most part, but for the couple of people who don't like, imagine if you went into the hood 
and you had just any hat. Are we here? <laughs> no, I we're mean, not. <laughs> we are not. Bernardina's Amelia is, Island doesn't have a hood. Oh, not even close. Oh, it does. But um, no, how? No, <laughs> no. There, there's like, there's like one block. Y'all have a poor black neighborhood. Y'all don't have a hood. <laughs> there's a difference. Anyway, imagine if you walk into the Crips territory and you're wearing fucking red hat, and they pull out a stapler gun. And staple your shit to your fucking it's, face. It's even more, it's like if one of them was nice enough to walk up first and be like, hey, you don't you don't do that here. It's I <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know if that's actually your association, but you need to take that shit off. And you were like, nah, this is uh, this is my customary red hat. And they took a stapler and stapled that shit to your head. That's that's what that is. Okay, you don't want to take it off? Well, you'd never take it off then. Yep, exactly. It's never coming off again. This is completely off subject, but when I used to work in produce, there's an apple called a Crips apple. (laughs) And I wanted so badly to put the Crips apples next to the blood oranges. (laughs) And they would never let me do it. Yeah, they wouldn't, huh? No. Yeah, we had... You're a bad man. I am. At CVS... That's pretty funny. This is is even further off topic, but at CVS, one year uh, for Christmas, we got these little cards that all the employees, we were supposed to write our names on them, and it was like Blank's favorite Christmas gift, and I really wanted to put mine in front of the Plan B, but the store (laughs) manager would not let me, so finally... We compromised, and she let me put it in front of my favorite bottle of wine. <laughs> so following three years during which Vlad failed to pay the annual tribute of 10,000 gold coins to the Sultan. Uh, That's a lot of gold coins. And efforts to negotiate a common coins. anti-Ottoman front with Matthias Corvinus, who was Corvinus, uh, who was Ladislaus Hyundai's younger brother. And the new king of Hungary, the Ottomans took action. Uh, the Empire of Rome had pretty much already fallen. Mm. Vlad point. was summoned to Constantinople to. Ex- that actually just makes it more likely that it was Corvinus. So uh, Vlad was summoned to Constantinople to explain his actions in front of Sultan. Not Istanbul. Not Istanbul. Okay, uh, nope. In front of Sultan Mehmed II. Secretly, however, the Bey of Nicopolis uh, was ordered to capture and execute Vlad as soon as he crossed the Danube. The impaler found out and swiftly ordered the impalement of both the messenger and Hazma, the bay. That's B-E-Y, not B-A-I. Or is it B-E-I? B-A-E. B-A-E, sorry. B-A-E, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I knew what you were going you for. You tried. Yeah, I tried. I got it. Though. I didn't at no. all. Come on, Dad. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Vlad will respond by going to carve out a bloody path through the Empire's northwestern holdings. After recapturing Gigu... He crossed the Danube, later reporting in a letter. Is it Danube or is it Danube? Maybe it's it's Danube. Danube. Is it Danube? Okay. Danube sounds sounds right, but only because I'm confident when I speak about stuff. It's probably not right. I just know Blue Danube. Then then that's correct, then. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, he crossed the Danube, later reporting in a letter to Matthias Corvinus that over 23,884 Turks and Bulgarians were killed by his order. He requested military aid from Corvinus, declaring that he had broken the peace with the Sultan for the honor of the King of Hungary and for the preservation of Christianity and the strengthening of the Catholic faith. 
no help would come from Vlad. What? No way. Mehmed II raised over 150,000 soldiers to punish the upstart warlord, a huge force at that time. Some accounts even state that the army was second in size only to that to the one toppled, that toppled Constantinople in 1453. And like, when it says large for that time, like, that's crusade level large right. for that time. Like, you, you don't get that large of an army without direct support from the Catholic Church. Man, uh, Catholic, they did sure like sending armies out places. They did. They Jesus did. It was their Christ, favorite the Catholic thing to do. Church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mehmed could also, I'm sorry, in support of these troops, Mehmed could also call on a fleet of about 200 ships, including around 25 combat. Tremens? Yeah. T R I R E M E S. They're Triremes. Triremes. Thank you. They're boats. Before the campaign, Mehmed declared Radu, who had converted to Islam and became an intimate friend of the Sultan during his days as a hostage, as the new war- ruler of Wallachia. How intimate. <laughs> Very. Like butt stuff. Yeah. Butt stuff intimate. Like Vlad level yeah. butt stuff. No, over no, the no, tunic. No. But no, 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 no. Or under oh. the tunic, but <laughs> over the no, armor. Through the tunic. Through the tunic. <laughs> <laughs> One step above a reach around. Vlad severely outnumbered accounts say accounts say his army was roughly 39,000 strong and had no navy to speak of used scorch earth tactics to wither the Ottomans on the night between June 16th and 17th of 1462 the impaler added insult to injury he broke into the Ottoman camp to kill or capture the Sultan himself and narrowly missed his tent killing some high profile viziers instead or viziers. For the listeners out there who have been itching to get into impalements, here's your time. Let's take a brief break from the story to talk about what exactly impalement is. First and foremost, we should say that impalement is likely the single most gruesome and vile execution method that human beings have ever come up with. The following drawing is, and quartering is kind of up there, but yeah. but I think yeah. this is worse. Drawing I think and you quartering. Bleed out quicker. There's. Drawing and quartering is one thing, but this is much more, no pun intended, deeply violating. Um, yeah. <laughs> pun a little bit intended, deeply violating. The following is not for the faint of heart. We like to joke about some discussions having a two-drink minimum, but this is a legitimate trigger warning to, for horrific torture. To use our drink scale, you're probably want to go to go ahead and get absolutely shit-faced for this. Now, historically... There Too late. Been- <laughs> there have existed two forms of impalement, each used differently throughout history. Many watered-down depictions of Vlad Tepish's impalements show men with stakes shoved through their chests, suspended in the air, hanging from a wooden pole. Now, this is generally referred to as latitudinal impalement, and it was often used to punish crimes related to adultery. That's kind of harsh. Specifically, oh, not as harsh as the next kind. Right, <laughs> for adultery. I mean, oh, they took that shit real seriously. So you drive, you drive I, too fast, straight to impalement. Yeah. You drive too slow, straight to impalement. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't get into it a whole lot here, but I did do separate impalement research. Um, one thing that they would do is like if a if a woman w- cheated on her husband, right? Then the punishment was that uh, they would both be like strapped together the the man the woman and the man that she cheated with and the husband would be handed a hammer and a stake and he personally would drive the stake through the both of them 
the alternative to that was he would be allowed to uh, collect a financial settlement. Oh, well. Okay. Yeah. You can, you can either get paid or you can personally drive a stake through the heart of your ex-wife and her lover. This is, these are things you researched? Yes. All right. Okay. You're on the you're on the no fly list now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. for sure. No. Yeah. My research for this podcast has put me on so many fucking lists. I am a hundred percent sure. We're gonna pause for a brief game. Anybody want to guess what the next sentence in this script is about? <laughs> Can I phone a friend? Read it. read the f- sentence before that. <laughs> okay, this is generally referred to as a latitudinal impalement and was often used to punish crimes related to adultery. Hmm. Specifically, adulterers would be sort of shish kebab together like this, symbolizing their inseparable connection. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's uh, what? Oh, okay. Um, so I should probably, I should, I should put this, I should put this in here while we still uh, have a second. Uh, this is my um list i've collected from, josh are you uh, sure you wrote this i fucking wrote it but i wrote it after i had been awake for 18 goddamn hours <laughs> just hours thinking of the words so this is a list i compiled of um uh, it's by uh jeremy schwartz uh from valencia college and uh this is uh, a report he wrote on um Vlad Tepish, and these are uh, probably not true, but somewhat believable facts slash not facts about Vlad Tepish. Don't quote me. His favorite meal was kebabs. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> Josh, don't my joke. So, <laughs> and kebabs did come from the Middle East, so I mean that, that yeah. is a hunt. Yeah. I just I did steal that from a comic where he's just it's it's a it's just a three panel. Mm-hmm. And it just says, um, Vlad the Impaler eats kebabs, and he's just like looking at one. He goes, this is fucking genius. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for Vlad's countless victims, Dracula was much more of a fan of longitudinal impalement, meaning a stake would be driven through the entire length of the body. Starting from the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. The oh, another one. He um, invented the anatomical term taint. He said, we need a name for this. Because <laughs> they weren't always just through the bum. They would just come sometimes like, oh, he's good enough, and like drop. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Sometimes you'd go through the grundle. <laughs> the grundle. <laughs> so the stake would usually be inserted through the anus and was intentionally rounded rather than sharpened in order to prolong the torturous death. Because if it's too pointy, it'll then make it you bleed out. Important yeah. shit, and you bleed out. Yeah. The real goal is you just want to kind of push that out of the way. Yes, <laughs> exactly. That's what it did. It would it would push your internal organs out of its path. Over the course of hours, if the victim is lucky, or days if they weren't, their body weight would cause them to slowly slide down the stake. The stake working its way through them, violently shoving internal organs out of its path. Minutes it- for some of us. <laughs> Uh, out of its path until eventually the end of the stake would exit the victim through their back, chest, shoulders, or mouth. There is nothing to indicate exactly how or why this became Vlad's preferred method of torture and execution. Because yeah, he was uh, jerking it! <laughs> a quote-unquote perfect impalement is if it did come out straight through the mouth. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Yep. Not on my list. But uh, contrary to popular belief, he did enjoy his stakes well done. Aside from the fact that the that its gruesome and sh- gruesomeness and shock value make an incredible example out of those who stand stand in his way, or even just allow themselves to be allied with those who do, 
Huh? That made sense. Yeah, okay. With this it, out of the way. Did, right? I'm yeah. not crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's I was sleep deprived. His enemies or their allies. Yeah, I got yeah. Okay. It's because literally all you had to do was like live in a town that flew the flag of somebody that Vlad the Impaler didn't like. Mm. And he would put your ass on a fucking stake. Literally. You'll knock down the calendar right mm. to impalement. Yep. <laughs> uh... <laughs> With this out of the way, let's get back to the story and discuss the event that truly solidified Vlad's nickname as the Impaler. Yeah, I felt like it was important to discuss exactly how gruesome uh, impalement as a process was before we talk about this next part. As Mehmet II led his troops to the gates of Wallachia's capital, uh, Targov... Targoviste? Targoviste. Targaryen. Yeah. Vlad unveiled his next surprise. The city was deserted, robbing the Turks of their victory. In lieu of a fight, Vlad greeted them with a forest of the impaled. This is why it became Istanbul again. <laughs> thousands <laughs> upon thousands of stakes carrying men, women, children, and Ottoman soldiers killed or captured since the invasion stood as a warning to Mehmet. The Sultan's army entered into the area of the impalements, 17 stades or stadiums long and seven stades wide. Here, about 20,000 yes. men, women, and children had been spitted or impaled. Quite a sight for the Turks and the Sultan himself. Oh, you have got to be motherfucking kidding me. What the fuck is La, La Leonikos Chalcocondylus? That is nothing compared to Ludwig the other von Cunnilingus? Is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go with Linus Cunnilingus. That is nothing compared to the book title that I took out for you. Holy crap. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Linus Cunnilingus, a Byzantine historian, wrote in the histories. That sounds right to me. The Sultan was seized with amazement and said that it was not possible to deprive of his country a man who had done such great deeds who had such a diabolical understanding of how to govern his realm and its people. And he said that a man who had done such things was worth much. Wait, so he's proud of him? Yes. Yes. I told you, he's only a little bit worse than them. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of the Turks were dumbfounded by when they saw the multitude of men on the stakes. There were infants, too, affixed to their mothers on the stakes, and birds had made their nests in their entrails. The Sultan left Wallachia, but Radu, at the head of the Ottoman force, remained. Yeah, mind you, the Sultan himself was there. Yeah. To see the forest. <laughs> and they everybody in that time period was familiar with impalement. But I don't think it was common to see more than, you know, like ten in a row. Yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. a that's a uh that's a feat. Yeah. yeah. They rolled up on a literal forest of 20,000 people mm. impaled as far as the eye could see. Do you have any idea how much logistical issues there are in trying right. to get those people set up? Yes. <laughs> and to do it and be gone by the time another army got there exactly. is fucking crazy. It's, let's think. About how long do you think it takes to impale one person? Well, you just said... Hours or days. Depends on how many people yeah. you have well, per person. Well, no, no, all you got to do is just get them on the stake and gravity well, the takes stake care of the have, rest. Have you ever driven a fence post? Yes. Yeah. That shit takes a second. Yeah. They had to do 20,000 of those. I understand. They had a lot of men. Yeah. Exactly. Corps of engineers in the army. <laughs> right. But still, that is so much manpower. Yeah. Just for that 
fear factor. Not just manpower for the digging of this of of planting posts. You got to think about felling trees, making the stakes appropriate, like properly. Yes, lining these prisoners up, getting them all onto the stakes, then planting the stakes, then packing up your army and getting the fuck out of there. Not to mention putting them on the stakes is a whole ordeal in and of itself. Right. Do you think even in the 1400s there was one freak that when they started with the stake, he would go deeper? And they were, what? Nothing. Yes, it was Vlad oh. Tepish. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine the, um, what's that, um, what's that famous statue or like painting with like all the uh, Marines hoisting up the flag? Oh, oh my yeah, God! The over Iwo Jima. God. Yeah, I just picture that one, but with a person on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, literally that's how they did correct. It. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Radu stayed behind. Uh, although Vlad defeated him in two different battles, Radu used the threat of another Ottoman invasion to gain support. I like to think that there's like one soldier in Vlad's army that's like too scared to really say anything but at the same time when they're like hoisting the stakes up he's like ew 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 <laughs> this is fucking gross oh my god how are you guys okay with this um probably more than one oh yeah but then at the same time like what are you gonna be like hey Vlad maybe we should not and then you are number 20,001 right. correct yeah or they just run out of stakes Right. His favorite porn category was double penetration. <laughs> Spit roasting, dude. Come on. Yeah. Chinese finger cuffs. <laughs> the Impaler placed his hopes in his Hungarian allies and fled to the mountains in the north. However, Corvinus, my brain keeps wanting to say coronavirus, didn't want to fight the Ottomans and captured Vlad in 1462. So you're saying coronavirus and Hyundai never met. Exactly. Uh, the warlord was renowned across Europe by this time, however. Venice, who was funding a campaign against the Ottomans, and even the Pope himself demanded to know why he was imprisoned. So, Pepe Corv- the Pope? Yeah. So- he was pen pals with the Pope. Oh, was he? Mm. Totally. So, uh-huh. uh, Corvinus had three letters forged. According to the letters, Vlad was planning to side with the Ottomans against Hungary if he would be restored to Wallachia's throne. Vlad would spend 14 full years in the dungeons of Visengrad. The Impaler was released in 1475 with Stephen III, warlord of Madavia, urged Corvinus to release and set him upon the Ottoman... Did you just say Stephen? Stephen III, yes. I bet he knew Dan. <laughs> yeah, Stephen and Dan, they he were... He knew Dan. Spieve. Spieve. <laughs> I'm Spieven the Fourth. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, my brain now wants to make a joke about not being able to see the fours for the Steves. You did it just now. I know. He loved dogs. <laughs> you notice and he loved dogs because you notice there's not a story about him putting a dog on a stake. Well, there's no stories about a cat either. Oh, there is. Oh, there is? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Come on, man. <laughs> God. Yep. He was a smart man. Donathan, it's a sex joke. Okay. Staking he, the cat. He, he knew, uh, he, he, knew okay. he, could, he knew. he couldn't trust the cats. <laughs> well, with men, there is only one obvious place to put the stake. With women, you have options. True. Well, no, there's at least two ways. You could stake him upside down if it was a man. Start yeah, they the... pass out faster. Yeah. Oh, in the fourth hole behind the knee. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut family yeah, guy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's, a fu- that's a fucking old yeah, family it's like guy reference. Four. Yeah. yeah. So... Like, like back when I had Family Guy on DVD. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah, that's, you were that's, that kid, that's right, huh? That's, that's right there, yeah. behind, behind the knee. <laughs> so the Impaler was released in 1475 when Stephen III, uh, warlord of Madavia, urged Corvinus to release and set him upon the Ottoman sympathizing ruler that had been placed on the throne of Wallachia, Basrab Lyota. What this makes me think about too is like I'm gonna I'm gonna go for another deep cut anime reference for our like Beelzebub Leota for for our two or three anime fans out there that have seen Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or Full Metal uh, Brotherhood. You mm-hmm. know how they had Kimberly in prison for mm-hmm. ages for his war crimes because mm-hmm. he was even even amongst the other like uh, the Shambhalan genociders, Kimberly was fucking berserk. Well, mm-hmm. they did the same thing to Vlad, and they put his ass in a dungeon for 14 years, and then they were like, okay, we need to sick the worst of the worst on these people, and they got Kimberly out. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's what they did with Vlad. Nice. That was, All right, not fuck- nice, but yeah, I got it. Yeah, that exactly. Fucking, that was great, Josh, you fucking nerd. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> so Vlad spent his last years fighting the Ottomans on various I fronts from Bosnia to Moldavia. <laughs> Where, where he repaid his debt to Stephen III. On November 16th, 1476, he occupied Bucharest with aid from Stephen's forces. He, Vlad did not need no help from no fucking Stephen. Stephen got attorneys, though. <laughs> like, Stephen got at least two attorneys. Um, he got a woman attorney, too. That was powerful. Progressive. Uh, She's a witch! Certain to point that out. Every single time he mentions it. So he was crowned on <laughs> November. Which attorney you know? <laughs> so he was crowned on November 26th. Uh, in late December or early January of the next year, the Ottomans sent a new army to reinstate Laotia or Laota. Uh, Vlad the Impaler died in the field fighting against those Ottomans. Accounts say that such was the Turks' hatred of the warlord that they cut his corpse into pieces after the battle. Such was their joy and pride at finally being bringing him down that the ruler's head was sent to Mehmed the <clears> Second, <throat> and that takes us out of the story. They he, uh, him. he invented uh, Dove shampoo for men. <laughs> you ever seen his hair? Oh yeah, you seen his hair, yeah. dude? Have you seen his mustache? Like he'd be proud of you. He would. Yeah, yeah, but he'd be like, "We got to work on he'd, that upper lip." He'd be. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be proud of me for different reasons. <laughs> Killed approximately eighteen thousand people with steaks. Like, like just poorly cooked ones, because a well-done steak will kill Yeah, them. I actually lost my job about it. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> you, like- you piss off the old white people around here, you give them the wrong steak, and they will kill you. Yeah, that's true. That's very yeah, true. Or they'll call their attorneys. <laughs> Steven. Steven. <laughs> Steven and Dan. <laughs> Steven and Dan. Are you having law. a problem with your undercooked, poorly made steak? Call Stephen and Stan, Stephen and Dan, at Steve, Slenderman Steve Attorney Stan at and Law. Dan. I'm Joel Slenderman. <laughs> Saul. I'm Saul Slenderman. Saul Slenderman. And with my attorney, Stephen and Dan the third and fourth. <laughs> I like that we once made an agreement to not do that joke ever again. You will impale no we'll impale the charges. I wasn't even here when that joke was originally made. I don't think it's the poorly tasted joke. I don't think it's in poor taste. I sang either. an entire song on stage about you can't succeed in Broadway if there are no Jews. So you, you can't did. tell me you that did. just doing a Jewish voice <laughs> is a horrifying and horrible thing. And technically that was more of a New York accent I was doing, a New York Jew. 
Saul Slenderman is just too good of a joke. It still, is. Still Jew. Yeah, true. Did you know Vlad established uh, PETA, not the bread, but the people for ethical treatment of animals after he saw the 1982 Black Sabbath tour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know why he was in Des Moines, Iowa, but... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I still got a few of these. Go ahead. Rattle them off. I'll just fire them off. Yeah, I only got a few left. I've been trying to like insert them, so I'm just not have this huge <laughs> list. Yeah, I got a couple left. Um, I'll try to do these in a good order. Uh, he was uh, his his high school bullies nicknamed him Sad Vlad because of his emo hairstyle, <laughs> and that led up to the fact that uh, he was the ghostwriter behind the hit song "Mr. Brightside" by the Killers, pretty much just because he respected their name so much. <laughs> Allegedly, when he ordered martinis, he would request the bartender fit as many olives as possible on the toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Oh, see, so this is this this is my favorite. He invented the hammock. Putting someone between two trees. That was very good, Don. Um, See, that makes and, up for uh, the joke you said uh, earlier in the episode. I had no idea what you were talking about. What happened? The one that he got, the reference that you made. That oh, he Mary got, Joie? Mary Joie. It's a holy land. Okay. The holy land. Yeah, yeah. So he invented Hennix. And um, the last the last one I found was uh, he uh, he absolutely hated giraffes, and we're not sure why. <laughs> it's because he didn't have any long I enough bet stakes. I could guess. <laughs> yeah, he, he fucking hated giraffes. First time he saw one, he's like, this is fucking dumb. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. That's fucking st- no. that's not that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> but sir, you're seeing it. We're all seeing it. No, we're not. Do you want to get staked? <laughs> right. Do you, you want to make twenty thousand one? Do you want to get stuck? <laughs> Literally, how could you disagree with anything that Vlad the Impaler said to you ever? How could you possibly attempt? Yeah, you couldn't even poke fun at him. No. <laughs> Fuck. God damn that it. That makes up for your count joke last week. Ah, you're right. I didn't write any jokes for myself into this one. He wrote something about the count from Sesame Street that the, he's the first one that people think of, but he doesn't count. And Ruben oh, said, true. yes, he, or I forget exactly how it went, but you commented, why doesn't he count? And Josh is like, oh, he does. I wrote all these, but I thought a few, I, I got rid of a few because I was like, nah, they were funny. One, one of them was, uh, he was a, um, he was this um, uh, Count Chocula's stunt double. Whenever he, uh, <laughs> if ever he drowned oh in the milk, God. you know, um, all his peers regarded him as a prickly personality. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, good point. <laughs> one, one of my favorite parts about researching in this is because obviously this is this is our vampires part two, where we're talking right, about yeah. the inspiration for Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I can't believe which... we got all through the script and we didn't get to the bats. Yeah. To the bats? Well, yeah, there's bats. He hid, and that's why everybody thought he could turn oh, into bats. Oh, that's right. He would release the bats so it looked like his, his men turned into bats. The, yeah. the bats! <laughs> um, when I was doing research uh, on YouTube, I searched... No, I was going to make a pun, but I decided against it. Oh. I searched specifically for comparisons between Vlad Dracul and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Right. And there exists an epic rap battles of history between Bram Stoker's <laughs> Dracula and Vlad the Impaler, and it's fucking great. Rap battles of history. Yeah, I think one of my favorite lines from it because I listened to it like three times while I was doing other research was uh, Vlad the Impaler says, "I inspired fear. You inspired Count Chocula." 
<laughs> that shit was just so good. Bears beats Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know fucking epic rap battles of history still make shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah, only like two a year. But yeah. They still drop tracks. Did, you, no did you ever see Nice Peter? That's one of the guys who does it. He had those uh, picture songs. No. Oh, what? Oh, you got to look Look up Num 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 Babies. Oh, I don't, I've seen that. That's four nums. You get that? Or three uh, nums. Of, of all the way. things that's that I four, have in my algorithm right now, I don't know if I want that in my no, algorithm. Basically what it was. <laughs> nummy, that, nummy babies, though, Josh. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> just like, just uh, add that to the no-fly list. <laughs> <laughs> Putting that shit in incognito mode. But a, go random, <laughs> a random slideshow of pictures would be generated, uh-huh. and he would start playing his guitar, and as the pictures came up, he would sing something about each picture, oh, like off the top God. of his head. And there was one where it was the ogre or the... Not the Urukai from Lord of the Rings, and he was holding a baby, and the baby was screaming, and the the chorus was num 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 babies. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> so, oh shit! But, I remember those. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, you got so uh, while we're I guess we're like this episode's about vampires. Did you? Um, did any of you see Morbius when it was in theaters? Nope. Nope. No. So I just want to talk about how the um, the public bullied the movie so much and made so many fucking memes about it that it's returning to theaters. I know. I, it has and already returned yeah. to theaters and, and only made like yeah. eighty five dollars per theater. Yeah, that's it fucking showed. great. They were like, no, bring it back. And no one went to see it. I was yes. like, I was like, either everyone's gonna go and just be like, the whole time he's gonna be like, oh, this is where he's about to morb those guys. <laughs> like everyone's just gonna be screaming it's memes. Morbid time. It's morbid time. <laughs> yep. And then <laughs> but, there is already or no one's gonna go like, at all. The theaters hey, no will be full. Went. Can I be, be honest with you? I never knew post. that it was released or re-released. Yeah. Yeah, there's, it was a couple months ago. Yeah, and, there's and, already a third petition that's that's titled "We were all busy that weekend." That's right, yeah, bring that's it back right. again. <laughs> we were all busy, <laughs> and that that petition on change.org. I knew it was bad when I saw a game theory, or a film theory video okay. that was like, "Is it bad enough that you could sue Disney?" Right. <laughs> I was like, "Damn." Do any of you watch um, or subscribe to the Critical Drinker on YouTube? No. No. Is this Scottish guy that does movie reviews? I've seen a couple of his reviews. He I does. He does. He does Morbius, and he's just like, "What have I got to say?" It's it's just it's like six it's six minutes, which is short for him, and he just <laughs> he just he just, he's just goes in this tirade. He's like, "This this is go watch him. Check him out. Uh, the critical drinker, just the All Scottish right. dude who gets drunk and reviews movies." All right, so now we've got to go into the business side of everything. Um, as always, you can uh, follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash TTOpod. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to get in contact with us is through Facebook Messenger. Yes, it is. Uh, I'll reply to you on Facebook Messenger. Yes. If uh, you've talked to one of us on Facebook Messenger, it was probably me. Yeah. I've, I've commented a few times. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You definitely pipe yeah. in. Yeah. It's, Don knows how to use the like button. It's yeah. <laughs> if, if, you, if you message our Facebook page past three in the morning, it's, Josh. it's definitely me. I will read that shit and ignore it. Yes. yes. There has only been one time Ruben has ever commented on any uh, uh, message we've gotten. And, that and was it was about the, the plant it babies. It was about the plant babies. About mm-hmm. the plant babies. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> also, a re- uh, reminder that we are doing a street team uh, giveaway. Uh, we have stickers. We got the stickers. Uh, if you are interested. Cover the stupid stickers that people put up when they don't know how gas prices work. Exactly. Or, you know, not because I don't want to get arrested today. 
probably won't get arrested. Um, I'm telling you not to do that, guys. It's not right. real vandalism. No, it's. <laughs> so if you are interested, message us on Facebook Messenger. Uh, TTO, yeah, Facebook.com slash GTO pod. Or you, you can don't email have us. Facebook, yes, yes. you can do it RDJ two towns over at gmail.com. Uh, if you give us your address, we will send uh, you 11 stickers. Uh, That's one to keep and 10 to, 10 to put post. up around town. Yep. Um, you guys have a Patreon? Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's called oh. patreon.com slash two towns over. You yep. got to put that in the URL. Hey. Because you cannot you, search us yes, on Patreon. you cannot search us on Patreon. Yes, because you can't we are give too us, explicit. You can't give us money otherwise. Right. I give you guys money. <laughs> no, we so, get it. I'm a guest. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, we want to give a shout out to our patrons that we have so far. We got Muddy Blary, Katie Reitzel, Amanda Galilli, Jonathan Brada, Carly, Whitney Ketchum, Erica Ingle, John D., Luis Navidad, Beth Lawrence, Pat Zabrowski, Amy Rennie, Gina Arnold, Jordan Whitley, and our newest uh, patron is Aaron Rutledge. So we thank you all for your, uh, your uh, uh, what's it called? Support? Patronage. Patronage. Yeah. It's, it's in the title. Uh, Rate our podcast. Give us stars and whatnot. Yep. Yes. Follow uh, Facebook. Like us on share it. Facebook. Do, do the, you know, Rate the us. buzzwords. Share us. Yeah, we've got, I wrote all this on the, well, Kat wrote all this on the bulletin board because my, my handwriting is terrible. I, yes. I got to say, Luis Navidad wins the name game. He does. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> we like, we also Muddy like Muddy Blary. Blary. Was our very yeah, yeah, first. that's great. It's so good. I, I like, love that. I like Carly. Carly. Because it's Carly. Like Carly last name redacted. Uh, you should say you should say redacted. I was <laughs> redacted I in brackets. Redacted. <laughs> I I I thought it would be better if we just said her name slightly different than everyone else's to to sort of emphasize the lack of a last name. Car- Carly's the one that like scares me more than anyone because like I actually went to high school with Carly and she knows the kind of human being that I was in high school. And th- just anyone who knows that person terrifies me. <laughs> hey, Amanda, Amanda Gailey, Jonathan Browder, Carly, <laughs> Whitney Ketchum. Which, by, by the way, patrons, all of you know that not only will we never forget your names again, because we usually lo- look it up on our phones to read it off, you are on the fucking whiteboard in the Until studio we get now. V- uh, just a few more, and then uh, you will have yeah, to start and then, deleting. And then, yeah, there won't be yeah, enough room for all a, of you we'll anymore. Just start, you guys we'll a bigger just start whiteboard calling too. out new ones for a week or two, and yeah. then we need we need a bigger whiteboard. Yeah, you should have got in on the ground floor. Yep. 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 This is a lot of episodes where we have listed all f- ten to fifteen patrons every single episode. Pretty suit. <laughs> And you, you good? Oh my god, you're knocking the Don's condom. I, I think pipe. maybe it's time for us to finish up the episode, seeing as how Don <laughs> is destroying his hair. Oh, you have? Right we're doing keychains now? That's, gonna... Yeah, this is a, a mock up. Uh, so, all right, so on behalf of everybody, I've been Don. I've been Ruben. I've been d- tired. Shut up. And? and and I'm Mark. You can oh, check wait. out my music at yes. uh, Marky Marksman plug, on plug YouTube.com. I'm plugging this shit right now at the yep. end of the episode. Yeah, Mark just dropped saying. a phenomenal fucking music video. Yeah, there's a new music video. There's a, there's a new mu- music video. Up. It's called Manifesto. You can look up. Just go to YouTube. Type in Marky Marksman. You can find it. Man shot go. this shit entirely. It's really not on hard to find, own. and the music is good. Y'all go listen. Yeah. It's it's good. Bless. Shot this Bless music video entirely by himself at on work. his phone on, at on my work. shift. I was getting paid. Yes. <laughs> to make this, I got paid to make this video. So. For, the first, <laughs> for the first time ever, Mark got paid for his music. Innovate, <laughs> adapt, overcome. Yes. There you go. Like, 
All right, y'all. We think we appreciate you listening. Yep. Um, we've drugged this out probably enough. Yep. Fuck cancer. <laughs> as, as fuck, cancer. fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck cancer in the ass like you're impaling it with a stick. On some Vlad the Impaler type Sad shit. Vlad. Fuck cancer. Yep. Be Sad. good to yourselves, guys. Also, bye-bye. fuck PETA. Anyway, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> wait, why are we fucking PETA? Because they're the worst. PETA's the God. worst. Are you kidding me? Oh, wait, yeah. Okay.